tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, this is John from Geek Elite Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you you can. Hey, Mitch! Ian, it's so great to talk to you and see you again. Oh, always, always good stuff to talk to you. <laughs> it's been, it's, it, it's. I mean, it hasn't been that long. You were, you were here talking not too long ago on one of our podcasts. Uh, but you know, it's always good to, good to talk to you. Any chance I get to talk to you, Mitch? I'm always down. You handsome devil. Oh, you <laughs> flatterer, you. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> but yes, you know. Uh, you have been on uh, Geekly Media a few times for a few podcasts, um, usually talking about uh, comic books more than anything else. But you've also shared some, you know, content with us uh, that you've made in the past. But now, now you're uh, you're deep into um, a Twitch stream of your own that that's uh, all about role playing. Oh yeah, I. I, I grew up. I grew up, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you stay a kid. You stay a kid forever. You precious, okay, precious sorry. little little man. I'm sorry. I'll, <laughs> I'll stay that way. Yeah, uh, we've been. It's weird. Uh, me and my wife, uh, me, me and Ricky, we've been looking at this. We were looking at our our time on on Twitch, and we're almost a year into it here over on Mod Twenty Gaming. That's such a that's such a weird thing. It's been <laughs> like we're two weeks out or not two weeks two months out ish from our year it's like what happened that is crazy like and 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 it's not just um like just streaming the games sometimes you also stream live artwork or you stream uh just talking to each other and in other games and stuff like that so yeah we uh we're we try really hard to make it as much of a, a community thing as we can so any chance that we have to sit down and put out some sort of content that's at least moderately interesting to watch, that we can also hang out and like talk to whoever wants to come hang out and talk to us. We're we're super down. We love being around to to just talk to the people who want to talk to us. So where where did the 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 title of the channel come from? I mean, obviously I know, but let's talk about uh, let's talk to the <laughs> listeners a little. So we're primarily a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing channel. Uh, that's our that's our big thing every Friday. Um, and in Dungeons and Dragons, you roll your twenty-sided die, and then you add whatever your skill is, like however many points you have in that skill. And if you get, like, let's say you roll a seventeen, you have a plus three in your skill. You now have a twenty. We refer to that as a modified twenty. So our channel is 
mod 20 modified 20 gaming <laughs> <laughs> obviously i mean I I, I I it all checks out in the math there i see it so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just mod mod 20 modified 20 uh just shorten it down there you go boom that's us what so what made you want to do a, a gaming uh channel um but tabletop I, gaming more more than anything else yeah i i love it um one of my one of my better friends uh he's actually on our cast his name's tj he plays uh stick the goblin um and he kind of reignited the love for dungeons and dragons for me and i played at his table for a long time um then i moved for work so when i moved for work i kind of left their table and i was like you know what we come up with fun great engaging stories I love all these characters. Let's put it out on the internet so that uh, everybody can get to know and fall in love with these characters. And uh, so far, three people have. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the few that I've watched, I've enjoyed it. So I and I know you have a you know good a good loyal following out there. So it's uh it's awesome to see that you're doing something that you you are passionate about. Something that you some would say geek out about. Oh, hey, I see you there. <laughs> um, most certainly. Most certainly. That's it's just so much fun to sit down every week and have um, like a, a set time to like see all of all of the, the people like I, I love everybody that's at the table, everybody that's involved with the game. So to have like every Friday at 730, we're all going to be online so we can hang out for four hours and just play a game. Because while we are putting out the content, it's really nice to to be able to see them every week. Because otherwise, I wouldn't, and I'd miss them terribly. Now, I like that you brought up that uh, you you talked about being online. Because um, you know, as some people might do a physical table and and webcast that out, you guys are actually doing a virtual table where you know mm -hmm. you all are in different places and using your webcams to to talk to each other and play this game, like. How is that as an experience from someone that has normally played, you know, at all around one physical table? It's a, uh, it's a challenge. I can tell you that <laughs> much. We're we're into season two, so I feel like as a as a cast, we've kind of gotten through a lot of our growing pains on learning how to play at a virtual table. Um, but like big differences are things that you wouldn't even think about, like talking, like talking over each other. If everybody's sitting in one room, you can kind of have two or three little conversations going on at the table at once while something's going on. Um, at a virtual table, you really can't. Otherwise, you're going to get all like jumbled and lost in in <laughs> virtually man-made white noise. Um, so that was that was a big that's a a big one that we struggled with for a while, and we still have issues with it every now and then. The other one is, at least for me as the DM, learning to trust my players a little bit more. Um, since it is all at a virtual table, we don't see each other's dice, so like the honor system is is real big, <laughs> and uh yeah so it's one of those things where every now and then it's like okay i i don't know maybe you don't know i we'll, we'll say yes and keep moving uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then as a dm um the fact that you haven't you or you aren't able to necessarily see their dice and i'm not saying you don't trust them uh yes we are on the honor <laughs> system but do you find yourself coming up with uh challenges uh, more so where you don't have to use the roll of the dice as much, like as if you were around a physical table? I try to. Um, again, that's one of those growing pain things that I think every role play group goes through, like where you first sit down at the table and as the DM, you have to figure out, is this a, 
is this a hack and slash dungeon delving kind of group? Like, do they really just want to fight things or do they want to talk? Do they want to have to like the political intrigue of things or do they want to have to think through problems and solve puzzles? So I try to kind of balance that out the best that I can. The, and I try really hard to, to make it as ambiguous as possible for dice rolls. So if they wanted to just kind of talk their way through it, they might be able to. And every now and then I might have them toss a dice around every for whatever it is, if they're trying to do something really specific. But other than that, I look for ways to try to keep the honor system as easy as possible. <laughs> That's good. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you get to know your players and, and how they play. So it, and, and, and that's one thing I've always loved about, like, specifically D&D, is that if you can work it out role-playing, like, it's so much better than just relying on dice and, and going to the mm-hmm. book and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, glad oh, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in the rule of cool. <laughs> uh, like rules is written, it's always it's always good to have that as a backup. But I've told all of my players a million times, unless unless I see an issue with it right off the bat, if you can tell me why something would work, or if you can kind of role play it out for me, I'm so much more interested in how your character would do things than the way the book says your character would do something. Mm-hmm. So if you want to cast a spell that says, oh, it shoots lightning from your fingers, but you want to like Kamehameha it or like Hadouken it, go for <laughs> it, man. I don't care. It's lightning coming out of something. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so what about before this? What were what was some of your experiences um, role-playing? Uh, so... I got into the game. It was actually my sister. You know my sister, Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, 10 Speed. She got me into the game. She introduced me to it a long, long time ago in uh, one session that I played with her where my character uh, got knocked unconscious pretty early on in a big arena fight. And being the little brother, she made a point to make all of the monsters run all the way across the arena just to poop on my unconscious body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And as frustrated and like angry as I was about that, I fell in love right there. Uh, I ran my high school's Dungeons & Dragons club. like I was our dungeon master, where I was introduced to Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. Because that's the books that we had. That's... And I, I learned that. I learned it front to back because, damn it, I was going to do the best that I could. And I will never go back. <laughs> that's where I learned. That's how I started was the 2nd Edition. Uh, <laughs> I got into it, man. I made spreadsheets. Like I had a binder of my <laughs> my Thaco spreadsheets just to dig through and help try to speed the game along. Um, after that, I kind of fell out of it. I graduated high school, didn't really have people to play with anything there, so I kind of it just kind of fizzled for me. And then when I got uh, out of like we moved back to Yuma from college, and that's when I met my buddy TJ, and he just reintroduced me to the game and showed me a whole bunch of other other ways of thinking about the game because I was one of those players that's super like, I just want to punch something in the face. I want to <laughs> throw the biggest spell. I want to carry the biggest sword. And he showed me so many ways of looking at the game less as less as like a uh, less of like a Skyrim experience and more of like a storytelling experience. Right. And I absolutely absolutely love the game a million times more looking at it that way and it's more fun to look at it that way as a dm so that i can try and present those cool story beats and those moments for my players that's awesome yeah yeah like uh looking at it as a collective interactive storytelling opportunity you know for a group to tell a whole story is is, is something that took me a while as well to to come to a realization like it, the 
the the idea when you first at least how it went for me you know first starting to play D D is like oh i get to be my own combo character i get to i get to be mm-hmm. the coolest i get to hit the hardest kind of thing but no when, when you come you come to realize that you're all there to tell a story it's it's just that much better so. and I would all like from knowing what I know now, character flaws are okay. Yeah. Character flaws are more fun in my opinion. <laughs> like you have a guy who's not afraid of anything and can get punched a million times in the face and not feel a thing. All right, cool dude. Do you, but you have a guy who's deathly afraid of spiders and can't swim. And now you have at least a little bit more of a story. Yeah. <laughs> it's something, <laughs> something to play with something to that's interesting. Right? Yeah. So just don't go underground. I there's know. always spiders. <laughs> That's true. There's always spiders. Um, obviously, you've had you have experience in, in playing. Now, I think anybody that has experience in playing D anD D or role playing games in general has some good stories. What's what's some some stories from your past? Oh, other than you know, a, a ogre coming across the battlefield to poop on you. Um. In the game that I was playing with with TJ when he got me back into the game, um, we're really big fans of of Critical Role. Um, so I I love the way that Matt Mercer runs his table. I love the the Critical Role cast. I think they're they have some great characters. So I was playing a gunslinger out of the Taldori Guide, um, and my whole thing was out to get some justice for my dead parents. Super kind of Batmany, just all over the country instead of just one town. Um, we went to this town that was kind of like this world's Las Vegas, lots of casinos, lots of debauchery, lots <laughs> of money sliding here and there for legal or less than legal things. Um, I talked my way into a very nice hotel room with uh, kind of a tab that I was going to, I, I was going to pay <laughs> sure. around that. Right. Um, just to have everybody proceed to, cause a big ruckus in the town and draw a bunch of attention to us. Uh, later on that night, I was down at the casino gambling. I attempted to cheat at the table because why not? Like, we're already here. We might as well. Uh, I get caught, but before anything can happen, we have a big Goliath, so like a half giant in our party. He comes walking downstairs naked, and he's like, hey, everybody. Uh, I don't know what's going on here because he was highly inebriated from some less than legal activities. And it was just, uh, it was ridiculous. There were hijinks ensued. Um, or, I mean, any of the stories revolving around, I had a dwarf for a long time named Geldar. <laughs> and we eventually named him Geldar many titles because anytime he did anything, he would be like, yep, new name, that's me. <laughs> uh, we fought some ghosts and uh, I changed my name to Geldar Ghost Eater. Uh, <laughs> As you do. Yeah, dumb. Like his his given name was Geldar Two Hammer. <laughs> he was like, "That's not cool enough. Ghost Eater is what I need to be." Or yeah, there was I had I bought a I hired um, like a a crier, I guess, mm-hmm. like to, like a herald to announce me whenever I went places. So you had your own was, you had your own little hype man going in front of yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, and it was very much so like the I'm gonna go get a snack when somebody introduces Daenerys Targaryen kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there was like 12 names on that list that this guy read off every single time we went anywhere yes it was a good time that's awesome uh okay so you you mentioned uh critical role earlier like did what 
did you do any research before you started up uh, Mod 20 Gaming? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, I did a bunch of research as like into my DM style, like into my Dungeon Master. How do I want to run my game? Okay. That's the, that's, that's the research that I did. Uh, my wife, she's actually the, the technical brain behind the show. She's our producer. She makes sure that everybody's on time where they need to be with what they need. The show would fall apart without her. <laughs> so while I was researching how to play the game and how to make it a good game, she was researching how to be presentable on Twitch and how to make sure that we look the best that we can. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's a work in progress. You're never going to look 100% perfect. There's always something to change. But she she does amazing work with with what she knows and what she learned how to do. That's awesome. So what, what uh, I mean, obviously you said Ricky's the one that does, does a lot of that, but what, what kind of look is it that you're supposed to go for? <clears throat> um, it was really trying to figure out since we're doing it all virtually, um, how we want to position the cameras for everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do we put them in kind of a circle and make it like a table feel and put like a, like something in the middle that we're all kind of focused on? Do we set it up? There, there were a lot of iterations, and finally we decided that simplest was best, and we went with kind of the, the critical role layout as it is with DM in one corner and then kind of listing out everybody to the side. Um, and we, it's so far, it, it's been a good look for us. <laughs> so then going uh, from season one to season two, I mean, do you have all your same players? You have a rotating cast? We have the majority of our same players. Um, in season one, we started with uh, we started with my brother-in-law, and then for life reasons, uh, more job scheduling reasons, mm -hmm. he actually had to step away from the table, which was a little which was a little sad. But that's how we were able to bring um, my sister in, who she was playing uh, she was playing a rogue last season, and she was only supposed to be there for an episode, but we ended up loving it. She loved it. She came in. Um, this season we have a little bit more of a rotating cast just cause everybody's got a little more life going on this season. Mm -hmm. And our, one of our players is actually getting ready for baby number two. So we have a couple people on deck for when baby number two shows up and they have to step <laughs> away for a while to, to help out with family stuff. Um, but it's, it's really cool, especially to see that everybody is so down to like, like so down and understanding about like, oh, life happens, dude. Like we'll, we'll make the story work one way or another. And just everybody's super understanding and, and wants to be helpful in any way that we can, even though most of us are hundreds of miles apart. <laughs> <laughs> so how many players do you have on average uh, a session? Uh, let's see. That would be, I'm going to count myself in that. So it's me. Yeah, me, TJ, Sid, Steven, Tom. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, and Malfoy. So there's six of us. Okay. Uh, there's six people on average. And then we have a couple other um, like overlays for the, the stream, mm -hmm. for the behind the stuff, for the behind the scenes stuff. If we're down a couple people, then we have them that can kind of shrink down and rearrange the where the cameras are and stuff like that. Just, just in case. But usually the full cast is six people. Do you um, do you prefer that number? Do you would you prefer a little bit smaller, a little bit bigger? This is the biggest group I've ever consistently DM'd for, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm about it. I love it. Um, it gives us just enough variation throughout everybody, so we could, if we really wanted, we could have a couple of the same type, like same class. 
but we could end up with drastically different characters in that. Right. Um, plus, more brains, more ability to solve puzzles, more <laughs> input on how the story should go. So I'm about it. I really like it. So, I wouldn't want to go any higher, though. <laughs> <laughs> so then as a, as a DM, uh, having to come up with the puzzles and uh, the, the story, like, how do you go into it? when you're creating a story like or puzzles are are you going into it i want to kill them i want to ha- let them have fun i want them to have to really think about it like where 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 are you coming from it depends on where we're at with the story itself so sometimes it'll be like oh man we're down exploring in this cave what do we got going on in here but it turns out the cave is like some ancient tomb so yeah the the puzzles there might be solve or you die because like whoever built the tomb it built to prevent grave robbing or whatever it is or it could be a social encounter where it's like think about what you're gonna say because if you say the wrong thing you might get a sword drawn on you or somebody might call the cops or maybe this guy's gonna either jack his prices way up or he's just not gonna sell to you anymore because you're a dick get out (laughs) um it really depends on on where we are, and it kind of depends on on who it is that finds the trap. To be completely honest, <laughs> I have a couple players that like to boast that I have yet to do any damage to them. Oh, so like all of last season, um, Stephen playing the great Etlin Penham, as I'm sure you've met by now. I have met uh, now. <laughs> interesting fellow, that one. Uh, <clears throat> he has a spell that's a reaction that's just a shield he's just like and my armor class goes up significantly <laughs> you thought you hit me but you didn't haha <laughs> so i had to figure out how to play around that but i always forgot that he had it so he just consistently was like nah i'm good nah, I'm, I'm at full health i don't know why you guys are all beat up so you know maybe every now and then i might i might fudge some damage when it goes when it comes to it comes to atlin it's kind of a kind of a quick jab but nothing <laughs> Nothing detrimental. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so what what has been the, the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in this whole endeavor? Um, we face a lot of the same issues that any other D&D group would face. Um, scheduling is something that is the downfall of every D&D group. We got every. together really early and said, this is how it's going to go. Please, please, please do everything you can to be there. If not, then just make sure it's communicated so we can plan accordingly. Because not everybody can be to every every episode, and that's just a thing that happens. Right. Um, another one to get a little bit like deep on it uh, is like my biggest struggle that I've had to to deal with is some pretty significant like imposter syndrome things. Ooh. Um, where I could DM uh, an amazing game. The players can be like, that was so great. Oh, my God. How'd you come up with that? Chat can be like, oh, my God. What? And then as soon as we end, I'm like, that was crap. I don't know (laughs) why everybody's, I don't know what people were watching. That was the worst thing I've ever done. Um, And then I'll just run like two sentences that I screwed up on or that I said really bad or just made me cringe. And it's like, nope, those those two sentences ruined the whole thing. We're done. Pack it up. I'm never doing this again. Um but it's really learning how to like kind of get over myself because mm. <laughs> if everybody's having fun, then why am I upset? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously something that you, you, uh, you have, you've been, you feel or something like that, but 
I mean, you see, you see, as the the rest of the group is going about, that they're they're having a good time, and and you obviously have people watching, so that's good too. <laughs> um, as long as people are watching, I'll be out here doing it. There you go. I, I'll I'll keep doing it after people are watching, right? I mean, probably. <laughs> uh, so, what about the future? The future of Mod Twenty Gaming. What what does it look like? Future of Mod Twenty Gaming. Uh, we are slow and steady mindset of like slow and steady wins the race. We had some real huge growth right when we started, and we've we've tapered off a little bit, but we're still growing, and I love it. Um, we're shooting for uh, more content on the channel. As, as soon as we can, it, again, it's really just a scheduling thing. Mm-hmm. We have um, ideas. We just don't have anything concrete as for days. But I would like to, I'd like to make it, I'd like to make it more of a, I think I already said it earlier on, like more of an interactive channel mm-hmm. where it's like we have, like we, we want to talk to people out there. Like we're here to make, not only because we want to have a good time because you're watching. So we want you to have a good time. So we want to, have some stuff where we can like kind of talk to whoever's watching and be like, what do you want to see? How do you want to like, what are some things that you like that you want me to do more often or anything like that? Um, including our affiliated channels. Cause we work really close with uh 10 speed and with J Bruce um, trying to get more involvement with them to kind of help not only grow our brand and our community, but to help kind of grow theirs as well and kind of merge into a little bit of a, a little bit of a Trinity there. So it, you want more interactiveness. Um, now, obviously, you're talking about um, what would the, like asking the, the, the chat or the uh, your viewers what they want to see. But do you want them to have an effect on the story? Like, well, we have a way for them to have an effect on the story as it is. OK. And that's just uh, like down below. If you're watching our stream down below it, we have a chart that's like a donations chart it's like you want something to happen in the game here's how much you have to pay us (laughs) Um, and it's it's easy things anything from like you can give somebody a natural 20 for like a dollar or you can give me a critical fail which means the next roll that i have to use i get a one so it's just not gonna happen (laughs) um again that's like a dollar all the way up to you can give people magic items like you can be like i want that character to have something magic and cool then you pay, I make a note of it, I find the item that I want to give them to kind of fit, and then boom, it's there. All the way up to uh, you can pick a creature that they have to fight. Or you can magic, like Wild Magic Surge, where there's a table in the book, in our player's handbook, that says everybody rolls a percentile dice, and this magic effect happens on them because magic got a little crazy for a minute. <laughs> um, so they can all affect it that way. I really just want to know it's more of like trying to do trying to think of like a focus group where it's like, these are what we've done. What have you liked? What do you want to see more of? Right. Not, not necessarily like, where's the story need to go, but like, do you like the combat? Do you want more like role play featured, like political intrigue? Do you want more? uh, We need to solve this or we die kind of puzzles. Like what is, what does the viewer want? And I would love to, to be able to connect with them a little bit better. So when you're uh, coming up with your story mm-hmm. as a DM, and not necessarily the one for that you're doing uh, streaming right now, but other games that you've DM'd, do you pull from stories that you know? Like that's how I do it. Whenever I game, mm-hmm. whenever I DM, I always come up with the like. I take the, the basis of a movie that I've seen. And I'm like, all right, I want to see how other people would interact in this story. 
I like that. Um, I've tried that a few times. Yeah. Uh, the couple times I've tried that, people caught on, and then they <laughs> just were like, "Well, this is how the movie played out, so I'm gonna do this." Uh-huh. And then I was like, "Oh, come on, man, play the game." <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I take bits and pieces here and there of uh, of like plot hooks that I really enjoyed. Like I had one that I ran a while back that was just a really quick one shot where. It was kind of like the beginning of Injustice where like Joker with the nuke blew everything up and then now your hero is insane. So now you're playing <laughs> like lesser heroes trying to figure out how to stop the like the the dude that everybody looked up to. Right. Um, so you take like that and then if you have just that one thing that's like, hey, that seems really familiar, then you kind of branch off of that. Um, I'm really lucky right now for the game that we're playing. Um I have two people on the cast that I kind of bounce ideas off of. And I tell them all the time, it's like, please tell me if you don't want me to do this because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Right. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's the it's the journey, man. I don't care what happens. I just want to know how we get there. <laughs> um, so I'll be like, I'm thinking about this kind of thing happening. Would that be, what do you guys think? And they're like, oh, well, what if this kind of thing happened and it led to like this kind of event? So we deal in, in lots of uh, vague ideas when we when we come up with it uh, not gonna lie it might be a little bit more of a look behind the curtain i have i have notes when we play kind of bullet points that i want to get through but right. i'm okay going way off of that you guys want to go somewhere else all right now i'm just gonna make stuff up as we go kind of. uh, like, uh, my i i tend to be more comfortable when i'm moderately prepared if that makes sense no that makes if sense I'm, if I'm over prepared, then it's like ah, nothing's going how I want it. But if I'm like, I have some names, I have some cities. Let's see what happens. Then I'm I'm usually pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Play it fast and loose, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially with that rule of cool, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> so then, it's that, like you. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, go go ahead. I was gonna say so. Like I mean, as you were, like you said earlier, you have you have seasons, but then you also have uh, you know, you're okay with when stuff goes off the beaten path of what you already have planned. So do you have certain amount of things that you want to get done per session? Do you have like a, do you have an idea of where you, the, the group needs to be so that you can end everything on the right time schedule? Um, kind of, we, uh, I, I have places that I'd like to end up. If we don't end up, then cool. Maybe the big bad thing that was going to happen just got harder because you weren't there to stop it originally. <laughs> um, so I, I take that a lot into consideration. I want my players to feel like they have as that they have a sizable weight in the story. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel like they're. I want that immersion there. So if everything I do is well, A leads to B, leads to C, then they're going to kind of catch the formula and be like, well, we just got to keep moving in order to figure out what's happening. If you guys want to loaf around in town for four sessions, like we can loaf around in town for four sessions, but that doesn't mean the bad thing that you're trying to stop stopped. Right. <laughs> it's not, it's not like a video game where you can go on side quests after side quests. <laughs> right. Where your main story missions just waiting there for you whenever you're ready. <laughs> the world's going to end in seven days, but 20, 24 days later, you finally come to play the story. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're talking we've talked a lot about you being the dm what about as a player what what is it that you look for in a dm i look for somebody who's willing to work with me um if i have somebody who's super hard-nosed about 
like, no, this is the way the book says that it that it has to work, then like I'll still play your game. It's just not going to be as enjoyable for me. Right. Um, I look for somebody who's willing to build a strong, comfortable, safe space at the table where like you can board, like you can kind of be your character. The best way to to enjoy D and D is to get into your character, experiment with those like goofy voices. If that's something that you want to do, experiment with um, the facial expressions, or maybe you have like your like some sort of like tick or mannerism that your character uses a lot. If you're not com- if you're not comfortable to do that, then you're kind of losing out on half of it. So I want a DM who's willing to help foster that kind of mentality and just feel for their table. Um, I'm also looking for somebody who actually wants to have fun and actually wants to present a fun story. Okay. So, um, I mean, that, that's obviously what I, I, I would <laughs> think would be the best thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but, um, what, what kind of, what kind of characters do you like to play? Do you have a certain one that you go to or is it, you, you're, are you all over the place? Um, I try to play, I try to mix it up the best I can. Uh, my favorite thing to play is, a bard yes <laughs> uh it's just it's me man <laughs> um high charisma able to talk um i like to play kind of like the like the off builds so it's like i'm a bard but maybe i'm not like a musician or an actor or anything maybe i'm a gambler yep and like my charisma is kind of what keeps me from getting stabbed at the table um <laughs> Like that kind of stuff. Um, I really like bards. I really like fighters. Um, for some reason, I really like being the guy in the party who's kind of underpowered. Uh-huh. Where everybody, it's like, I'll be going back to my gunfighter, like my gunslinger guy. I was the only human in a group of non-humans. So it was me as a human, two elves, a gnome, and a goliath. Wow. And all of them could cast magic of some sort. <laughs> and I'm just... A human with a gun. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of a point of pride for him to be like, I'm a human with a gun. I can't do anything special, but I can keep up. Yeah. Uh, so playing that kind of underdog character is is good. I enjoy that. Mostly, I just like... I like trying and failing to be Han Solo. <laughs> 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 I feel like Han Solo is trying and failing to be Han Solo most of the time. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to, to show up and be like, hey, all right, guys, I got this. Let me let me do the talking. <laughs> hey, what's up? Everybody pulls guns. All right, never mind. Uh, not where I parked my car. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> you know, that's it's, it's the same thing. It was like when I first started playing, I mean, obviously, it was much younger, but like it's always, always uh Fighters, you know, of some sort, fighter, archer, you know, uh, barbarian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, tried a cleric. I've never really liked playing like a wizard. Like spellcasting just is not a thing that I enjoy doing in a game. I but, feel that. But then, you know, someone pointed out, you know, you should be a bard. You should try give that a try. I'm like, well, what's a bard? It's like, well, it's everything. It's like yeah. all the things thrown into one. You can... You know, if someone's injured, he's like, just sing them that song and they feel better. Yeah. <laughs> you want to pick a lock? You got a little bit of that too. You could do that. Like, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's awesome. And so. 
like uh with with the the last bard that i played he was a gambler and like sleight of hand was his thing yep so for the, like all of his semantic components usually was just like cool shuffles <laughs> like shuffling cards interestingly and uh healing people with card tricks where it's like i'm healing you but only because i'm taking your mind off of like your pain so it's like hey man uh, pick a card for me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing like dumb things like that. It's fun. I, I honestly, uh, I wouldn't have pegged you for somebody who played a bard, and I, I really like that. I, uh, I, I enjoy that. I did one. I did a bard once where throughout the whole campaign, I was literally writing down everything that we did, like as a story for futures to find. Like so, I had to for myself. It was like kind of a little bit of a creative exercise because I had to talk as I wrote in that, you know, fashion kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. Like that was one of the bars I had. And then after that, you know, I came up with other things, but it, I, I had a lot of fun with that character. Um, but, uh, you know, I had, Oh, with the Twitch and yeah. I'm not too familiar with, uh, how, how that all works. Can the past episodes, the past streams be, um, seen? Yeah. Yes, we have um, on Twitch. You can access the the vods, the videos on demand. Okay, um, and those get archived, but only for a certain amount of time. So if you were trying to get on Twitch and get caught up, uh, most of our stuff isn't like you could find the last few weeks, but it's not all there. But we do think ahead, <laughs> and we every upload every Monday we upload the last week's session, this last session onto YouTube. Ah. So if you want to get caught up, you can go check out the mod 20 gaming YouTube channel and all of season one is there. So you can go see us in our first couple sessions where we sounded atrocious <laughs> and you can get caught up all the way to present. It's, uh, I might be a little biased. I think it's a good time. <laughs> I'm sure it is. How about giving, uh, some listeners, uh, you don't have to go through recount the whole thing, but what, what, what happened in season one with your group? So season one, um, ragtag band of misfits, um, not necessarily misfits in society, just they shouldn't have gotten together in the first place. Okay. Um, they kind of band together and they fight off an invasion, uh, holes open up in the ground. And things just start coming out of the ground, in, <laughs> like in episode one. And they have to fight their way through town to figure out why these things are coming up out of the ground. And it eventually turns out that there's um, some dark elves, some drow, that are trying to make a play to come topside, like to just claim the surface as their own as well. So they kind of fought through that, and that's actually a story arc that never that never quite wrapped itself up <laughs> in, in, episode, uh, in season one. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so they went through that. Then they ended up uh, meeting the warlock's patron because there's a warlock in the party. Uh, they met his patron. Her name is Lilith. And she kind of turned into our season one BBEG or big bad evil guy. Ah. Um, so there was a lot of trying to get from point A to point B to foil her next plan. All the while, the warlock could at any moment kind of become a meat puppet for her. And that was interesting. So they could be in the middle of trying to like save this artifact that she's trying to get. He fails a role and is like, well, looks like I got to catch the artifact from a patron here. Sorry guys. And <laughs> that led to some interesting stuff. Um, we had some really cool 
uh, really cool NPCs show up. Uh, we have Mike, the elf. Um, he's His whole thing is he's had many, many names through many, many years. So you can kind of call me whatever you'd like, my friend. <laughs> uh, they named him Mike. Uh, and course. he's the the counterpart to Kata Zix, played by played by Sydney, played by Ten Speed. Um, we met them. We met one of my favorite non-player characters of all times, Randall Salvage. <laughs> and I just just oh yeah, I got everything you need. <laughs> Randall Salvage. Uh, he runs a big warehouse full of crap that's actually really nice things. It's just kind of kept in piles. <laughs> and he's really pissed off about uh, about Orcamania, brother. Uh, <laughs> um, so we met all of them. We we had a really fun little little kanku little bird man named Hey You that showed up and disappeared and showed up. He's kind of around for a lot of the story. Ultimately, um, we kind of get the bridge from season one to season two, obviously in the last episode when there was some heartfelt goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to spoil anything there, but ooh, it's so good. <laughs> um, if anybody ends up watching season one off of this, please, please holler at me because I want to make sure that when you get to the last episode, you understand that we retconned some stuff after the episode <laughs> happened to make it a little bit cooler. Uh. <laughs> Hey, every good company has to do it. So every so often, you have to go back and go. We did the thing, but this is this is better. <laughs> uh, okay, so then, um, I mean, I, I I don't know if you want to get into. I, I, well, it's not necessarily spoilers or, or anything, but where where are we at? where are we at now with the party? So the party, as of right now, um, we have. Uh, I can never pronounce her name, so the party just calls her Rue. Okay. Uh, she is a little kobold. She's the party's rogue. Um, she's gone missing, and the party went to go find her. So you have Astra, the witch. You have Thaleus, the the monk. Um, Atlan Penham, the the great wizard, who is now a ten year old, uh, <laughs> because space time continuum nonsense. Wibbly wobbly, timey wobbly. Yeah, stuff. it's more of a rug, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. And trying to think. Oh, and uh, Stick, the goblin who rides a pig. Um, they all went to go find her, and they ended up fighting a genie that was being summoned back in Rue's home, Warren. Like, because they're back down underground trying to find Rue. And Astra made a deal with the like. She got one wish after kicking the crap out of this genie, and her wish was to not have to expend any magic to cast spells. Mm. So that's gonna come back in a really fun way because if you know out there. Genies are tricky, man. They'll give you exactly <laughs> what you asked for, but it might not always be what you intended. Yeah, that's right. That, that so. tricky monkey <clears throat> monkey paw uh, rule, you know? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you, you want to be able to cast magic without casting magic? Okay. Um, well, what happens if you cast magic and you die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that, that's a thing now. Congratulations. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, it's going to be really good. There's been talk of Lilith coming back in this season. Because at the end of last season, uh, she was kind of samurai jacked into oblivion. So like <laughs> a portal in space time was ripped open and she was flung into it. So they weren't sure where she was going to end up. And there's been talk that they've been finding like some bad guys have been finding artifacts of Lilith and kind of trying to put her back together. So our our heroes are out there trying to trying to prevent that. None of them know what the hell a Lilith even is except for Etlin. And he's like, trust me guys, she's bad news. 
Uh, okay, so I know you said earlier you um, like to play it a little loose, or you know, you allow the the players to to do what what they want to do. But I have to imagine you find yourself at some points where you need them to get back on track, or you need them to do a certain thing. What do you do as a DM to 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 usher that through? Um, I have I, I try to do that through NPCs. Okay. Um, so we have one right now. His name is Lawrence, uh, Lawrence of blades. <laughs> and he's, he's very manic, uh, kind of, kind of up here, kind of down here. Talks very quickly, but then kind of gets sidetracked. So that, that was a really cool day that I had the other day, but every now and then he'll show up and be like, I have secrets. Maybe you want to trade information for secrets. <laughs> and they kind of play his game and he'll tell them kind of the hint of maybe you should go check out this part of town or anything <laughs> like that. Um, Sometimes I, I have, like in season one, if I was trying to get them back on track, Lilith would show up. Oh. And she, uh, this was back when um, Armand the Warlock was still tied to her because there's a whole arc about, I can't fight Lilith, so if we're going to fight Lilith, I need a new patron. Um, I need a new source of power because we can get into that with a warlock. <laughs> That's not a topic anymore. But uh, she would show up and go, what are you guys doing? Like I told this guy, I told Armand to go get the thing three days ago and you're still here. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> so sometimes it's, it's somebody who's kind of obnoxious and annoying that shows up and kind of baits you into playing their game. Sometimes it's the threat of violence. Sometimes it's the cops really. Um, there's, <clears throat> I, I like to use the environment more than, uh, more than anything else. Or if it's something that. I think they might have forgotten. I'll make them like do kind of a, a wisdom check mm-hmm. or an intelligence check. And if they pass it, hey, remember that time that you found that thing? <laughs> that, that was kind of cool, right? <laughs> uh, it's it's a struggle. It really is. I try really hard to to not be like an on rails DM, like, right? So to it's it's a really fine line to kind of balance where you you set it up to keep it as as entertaining and engaging as possible and then they kind of wander off and you're like okay they're still having fun wait they're too far gone now <laughs> uh, all right let's, everybody back to the ranch let's go come on come on come on <laughs> and then at that point it's hurting cats yep. so you kind of have to hope for the best I, um an encounter like a, a combat is mm-hmm. sometimes a really good way to get everybody focused again because then they kind of have to work as a team to to get through, to deal with whatever the thing is that's trying to kill them, rob them, sell them snake oils, whatever it is. Um, and they're like, oh, we were doing something, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we were. Okay, we should go to that mountain. Like, <clears throat> yeah. So if you were, so if there was one person that, or yeah, a person that has played D&D but has never DM'd a game, what's the one key piece of inf- uh, or hint or information that you'd want them to know before starting their EDM in their first game. It's okay. Things are going to fall apart. <laughs> You're going to have a story and it's going to be so meticulously planned because this is your first game. <laughs> it's not going to go how you want it to. It's okay. As long as you're having fun, as long as your players are having fun, that's the point of the game. That's the point of the game. There you so go. take a breath, roll some dice, <laughs> enjoy yourself. It's going to be okay. Okay, so now to uh, maybe use a little bit of the the verbiage that you would during a game to go above board. What is it that you're you're into right now? That's not D and D or gaming or. Um, I'm watching the Umbrella Academy right now. All right, <laughs> on Netflix, I'm really liking that. Um, 
I'm trying to find time to get back into like every, I feel like every time we talk about comic books, I'm always like, I don't have time. Uh, <laughs> so I'm still trying to find that time to read some comic books. Uh, I'm doing some school right now. I'm trying to finish up my audio engineering and production certificate so I can start doing that. Um, making music, uh, just overall trying to not to lose my mind and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That that sounds great. What what is it? You know what what's a how are you liking Umbrella Academy right now? I love it. Like holy crap! Um, <laughs> I I read some of it. I'm not gonna lie and be like I read the whole thing all the time. Oh, it's the best thing. I read some of it mostly because I was like oh, Gerard Way. I love that guy. Right. Right. Um, I read some of it and I was super happy with the way that it's going because it's a little bit different. But a little bit. It's, uh, in, in, in a good way. Klaus is still the man. Uh, <laughs> and they got and, the they got the best actor to portray him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, between what was the... Because he's pretty much the exact same character that he was in... Misfits? The, huh? Yeah, in Misfits. There yeah. we go. <laughs> like almost the exact same. And I, I couldn't be happier. Um, I still really don't like Five. And <laughs> I... I didn't in I didn't in the books. I didn't like him here. That's the, um, that's like one thing because I you know watching the, watching the the show as well is like one thing time travelers seem to always have, and I know it's it's just a story. It's a way for the writer or whoever to to create intrigue and stuff. But time travelers always come back, and they always have to be cryptic. They don't ever just always. say what it is that they need to do. It's always got to be. Oh, you know, this thing happened and well, when the crow flies left, it's like, well, what are you talking about? Like, no, just tell me, hey man, on Thursday, everything's gonna explode. So like I need your help, please. <laughs> and they always come back as douchebags. Yeah. Like they think they're better than you just because they went through time. Like, uh-uh, get out of here, man. You could be 35 in an eight-year-old's body, but like get out of here with that nonsense <laughs> what a nice twist too to time travel like i've never seen that one where uh, a person who lived out their life came back through time and then de-aged kind of thing like yeah i i enjoy that yeah uh, only thing that i could think to explain it would be like time doesn't know how to put me back like yeah. what form to put me back in That's so true. in order to not destroy itself it was like you would have been about this old here so here you go <laughs> um yeah, uh yeah and then that that actor the the actor who i assume is somewhere in his teens who plays <laughs> a 58 year old in a 13 year old's body like he does he a does great a job. job oh yeah he's amazing yeah i i'm still not a fan of number 1 but like <laughs> Oh come on, Space Boy just doesn't know any better. He just he wants He's, to be Superman. That's I think that's my problem with him, man. Like, <laughs> like you don't have to be Superman. It's okay to love your family and not be an ass. Yeah. <laughs> um any, any any movies coming up that you're looking forward to? Um, I still haven't seen Captain Marvel. Oh. So I need to I need to get out there and see that. Um I'm pretty behind on my movies. <laughs> what about Endgame? I mean, you haven't you haven't watched Mar Captain Marvel yet, but are are you excited about Endgame? Oh, absolutely. I watched the I watched the trailer. Yeah, the most the recent one where, where where Thor pulls the hammer past Captain Marvel. I was like, hold up, who is she? <laughs> Wait a minute, I haven't seen her before. That must be Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that was. Good. I just enjoy that that they got who they did for everybody in the MCU because now that makes Scott Pilgrim the ultimate of everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he's beaten Superman. He's kicked the shit out of Captain America, but his heart was kicked in the ass by Captain Marvel. Absolutely <laughs> true. You know, there's gonna and then uh, the girl that he ends up with is gonna be Huntress. So. Ramona Flowers, yeah, she? she's gonna be playing Huntress in the Harley Quinn oh, Birds of Prey movie. I didn't see that. <laughs> they're they're oh, filming wow. it right now, so so yeah. Scott, Scott what did you get yourself into? <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody in Hollywood at some point in time is gonna be a superhero or a comic book character. It's a you know of some kind. That's I. I love the headcanon around Scott Pilgrim yes. anymore. Where it's just, he is, it's it's like the Shaggy meme. Just yes. around, he's, he's the ultimate being. <laughs> he headbutts someone into coin. That's right. <laughs> um, any, but like I, I heard that you started a D and D game recently. We how did. Are you, how are you enjoying that? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not like I I, I say I was saying I'm not the the DM. I am playing the i am playing i guess i'm i'm taking on the role of the veteran player of the group so that uh the the many newcomers that we have playing with us can can uh experience it and then learn and and hopefully come to enjoy it as well uh i would love it, would love it. it's doing great and and like i i told you over text like you are lending us your 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 wizard your etlin <laughs> the 10 year old we need him in one piece please <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that he's so powerful he could be in two two realms at once. I mean, there was again no spoilers off of season one, but there was a whole bunch of time that he spent in some sort of like time vortex. So who knows <laughs> where that guy's been? It's true. Which version of which version of Etlin do you have? Is he is he adult Etlin or is he like little boy Etlin? Is he old man Etlin? No, he's he's a little boy Etlin, which uh, helped for my barbarian character who has a very trumped up strength. To yep. be able to pick him up and throw him into an encounter <laughs> in our last session, dude. Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> also, thank you for bringing more people into the hobby. It's something that it's it's gaining ground. It's becoming more popular. It's becoming more mainstream. And I just think this is something that everybody should experience at least once in their life. Yeah, you know the 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 idea that it doesn't have to be that that thing that geeks and nerds are playing in the shadows in their you know in their basements uh their yeah. homemade dungeons anymore it's it's literally you guys are doing you're doing the work right there you're putting it on a, a twitch stream you're you're making it so that people will watch it and and people do watch it like so it's awesome it's it's really cool it's a cool place to be as a geek i saw people down at the starbucks by my house playing D the other day <laughs> like they were in there they all had their macbooks open and they all had character sheets up on their on their computers and they were rolling dice and having a good time and i was like this yes that's the I best. love it that is the best <laughs> <laughs> uh, question for you though okay flipping it around on you are we gonna see any sort of uh geek geekly media podcast show around your campaign maybe maybe not this campaign but it is definitely a dry run to see if maybe we can we can start doing that. Huh, huh, okay. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, bite on your territory or anything. <laughs> no, Again, there's room for everyone. So please, exactly. Just, there's, there's enough space at this table. Anybody, anybody can come hang out. I just want to know so I can watch because I would love that. Knowing that you're at the table and a couple of the people that I know at the table, 
I would, I just want to see what the hell happens. <laughs> uh, I think, I think it is a definite possibility. So I, I hope, uh, I hope we can do it. And I hope, uh, I hope you do watch cause I would, I would like to get some of your, uh, your input, your back, your feedback, not back feed. I don't know what back feed actually would be. Uh, it's like we're, we're at a restaurant and I'm sitting away from you and I just pick a little bit up and I put it over my shoulder this way. Uh-huh. I know that people at home can't can't see what I'm doing, but I'm just like feeding you over my shoulder. Style point, style point. There you go. I love it. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so um, let's go ahead and give out some of the the places where where we can find Mod Twenty Gaming and you specifically, if you want to give that out. Okay. Well, I'm kind of all over the place right now on the internet, everybody. So I hope you have a pen and pencil ready, because. <laughs> A pen and pencil. No paper. You don't need that. No, no. no. You just write it in the air on yeah, your skin. Papers, papers for chumps. Like, <laughs> save the planet. I hope you have a pencil and paper there ready because you can find me. Um, <clears throat> you can get at me really easy on t- uh, Twitter. Like, if you want to talk to me, just at Mod20Gaming. Or I am at Ian, I-A-N, the letter M as in Mary, numbers 20G, Ian Mod20G. Ah. Uh, so that's me. Um, you can also, like I said, Twitter at Mod20Gaming, and you'll probably either get a response from me or my wife, Ricky, because um, we're the ones over there. You can catch us live uh, several times throughout the week playing a bunch of different video games and stuff like that over on twitch.tv slash Mod20Gaming. But the crown jewel over there is Friday nights at 7.30 Arizona time. Whenever you're listening to this, depending on the time change, we don't change time, so it's always 7:30 our time. Yeah, Arizona, uh, we love it, man. Uh, that's Wizards and Webcams right there playing Dungeons and Dragons, doing our thing. You can also catch me other places like Twitch.tv/slash/TenSpeed, T-E-N-S-P-D, hanging out on my sister's channel, playing games with her, or Twitch.tv/slash/JBrews. The letter J as in John, B as in Boy, R-E-W-S. Those are the other two channels, a part of Mod 20 Productions. So go show them some love as well because they also show up on our games. They're also part of Wizards of Webcams and the D&D community, and we love having them around. That's awesome. Yeah, everybody go and subscribe to their their uh, Twitch channel and make sure you you make an appointment to watch them Friday nights or go back and rewatch the episode as after they've they've done it. Yes. Oh, we do have, like I said, we have the YouTube channel. We don't have enough subscribers for a custom <laughs> URL yet. But if you just hop on YouTube and search up Mod20 Gaming, it'll come right up for you. Um, that's us right there. So feel free to check it out. Also, if you want a little blast from the past, there is a whole bunch of the content that we were making back in the day where we were sharing with Geek Elite there. <laughs> uh, so any of the Ian Explains that we've done are also still up on the Mod20 on the Mod20 YouTube there. So go have a laugh. It's a good time. Um, I feel like you should do an Ian Explains D&D, just, just for good I, I old mean, times. We, could. we probably could. There's a couple of Ian Explains that we have in the works right now. Uh, we just uh, I need to remember how the format works. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's our big one. So come hang out. I'd love to see each and every one of you. If you end up in our Twitch chat from hearing this, just say hey and let us know where you found us because I'm always curious how people find us. Yes, yes, it's awesome. So, all right, and if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at at Mitchipedia. G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, GeekEliteMedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. But until next time, this is Hey Mitch saying, always remember to.
Geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hey, this is John from Geek Elite Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you you can.